Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. If you've been watching uh, the news much, you know that we are in a time of a lot of upheaval in this world, a lot of political upheaval in the United States. Other nations are facing similar situations, and emotions are running very high on both sides of just about any issue you'd like to look at. And it's uh, nerve-wracking for many people and quite concerning. And it's important to ask, well, what is ahead for our nation and this world in the near future? Uh, How can we know what's going to happen? There are a lot of pundits out there that have opinions and thoughts, and um, a lot of them are are pretty confused and admit it and say, well, you know, don't know what's going to happen. Well, the Bible gives us prophecy about what is to occur. And in order for us to really understand where we are today in Bible prophecy and, and what we can see in the near future, we have to understand something very fundamental, which is God's holy day plan. God's holy day plan shows God's plan of salvation for mankind. It shows us step by step how God is working out that plan. And a major event that is about to occur within this plan, and it's such a foundational and fundamental event, is the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. People have talked about that for a long time and looked for that. And it is something that is going to happen. The Bible shows that the times will be very intense when Jesus Christ returns. In fact, it will be so intense that man will have almost destroyed himself. And when we look at the wars and the illness and the other problems that are spreading around this world, it's not hard to picture that, that man would get to that point of destroying himself almost and Christ having to return and stop that. But we can't know about Christ's return unless we understand one specific holy day that God commands us to keep, and that holy day, even though most people don't keep it, is the Feast of Trumpets. Now, many people have heard of that, I suppose, that listen to this program, Um, but there are many that have not. They're not really aware of the Feast of Trumpets, what that is, why that should be kept, what it means. We have an entire correspondence course lesson on this vital holy day. It's Lesson 32. And you can sign up for our free correspondence course. That's at thetrumpet.com. The name of the course is the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. And Lesson 32 talks about the Feast of Trumpets. Again, so much focused on the events right around the return of Jesus Christ. Lesson 32 says this. For nearly 6,000 years, ever since the sin of Adam, God has allowed us humans to reap the consequences of going our own ways. Man now stands poised to destroy all life on this planet. 
And unless Jesus Christ returns to earth to restore the government of God and put an end to warfare, not a single human being would be left alive. Now, that maybe at some point uh, in the past would have seemed like sort of an extreme thing to say, but it's, uh, again, I think very understandable when we look around at what's happening in the world. You look at the conflict over in Ukraine and other places. It was weaponry that's being deployed that's causing massive destruction, and it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the weaponry mankind has. And so, again, we see from the Bible and we see from understanding Feast of Trumpets that when Christ returns, it's going to be a time of great upheaval. Uh, This quote continues from Lesson 32. It says, In God's 7,000-year master plan of salvation, the first 6,000 years have been allotted to man to do as he wills. (laughs) And man has, right? He's done as he's willed, and we see a lot of problems because of that. It says, During these 6,000 years, civilizations have developed based on the way of Satan, who sits on the throne of the earth, You know, Satan is the god of this world. You can look at 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 to see that. And he rules. And so you see the fruits of his rule. There's a lot of destruction, a lot of violence, um, and just more and more problems as we get closer to this return of Jesus Christ. The quote continues, Christ at his return will end Satan's rule and begin 1,000 years of God's rule. The rule of the kingdom of God on earth A new civilization based on God's law will encompass the earth. Happiness, peace, prosperity will soon be everywhere. And that's what everybody wants. We all want that. We want to have peace. We want to have happiness. We want prosperity. And it will be on this earth as a result of Jesus Christ returning and really making sure that God's laws are upheld, ruling this earth with God's government which is different than the way the world operates today. The Bible is clear that Christ will return. Let's look at a few passages today. Uh, This first one's in Acts 1, and if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. We could look at these scriptures together. Acts 1, verses 9 through 11. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight, The disciples see Jesus Christ going back up to uh, his father's throne room there in heaven. Verse 10, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, two angels there. And notice what they say. Verse 11, Which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. You know, Jesus Christ is going to return. He promised he would. And here you see that promise reiterated in Acts 1, verses 9 and 11. They said, look, he's coming back. He's coming back in the Feast of Trumpets. Every year reminds us of that. It reminds us of that. So when we look at all the upheaval in the world, we say, well, where is it leading? Well, ultimately to the return of Jesus Christ. You can read about the command to keep the Feast of Trumpets in Leviticus 23 and Numbers 10 and Numbers 29. 
Leviticus 23 and Numbers 10 and Numbers 29. And it gets into some details there. We won't cover it all today, but we're just looking at some of the highlights. This holy day is a memorial of blowing of trumpets, and that's significant. Notice this quote from the correspondence course. Again, Lesson 32. In addition to the silver trumpets that were blown on the Feast of Trumpets, something else was blown. Jewish tradition preserves the record that in addition to the silver trumpets, a ram's horn, it's called a shofar in Hebrew, was also blown annually. On the first day of the seventh month, the Feast of Trumpets, it's called Rosh Hashanah in the Talmud, the silver trumpets could produce a variety of musical notes. But the ram's horn produced only a piercing blast. This piercing blast is often referred to in the Bible as a shout or noise. It did not have a musical connotation, but signified a warning. So we see two things with the silver trumpets and then also with the ram's horn or the shofar. We see that Christ's return will be a time of rejoicing. Of course. I mean, Jesus Christ is returning. But it's also a time of war. So the shofar is blown as well. It's a time of great war. We're on the outer edges of that war today. Notice Revelation 11, verses 15 through 18. Revelation 11, verses 15 through 18. It says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So, of course, the kingdoms today are not the kingdoms of of God. They're the kingdoms of Satan. You know, Satan rules. It's the kingdoms of men as they're led by Satan. So there has to be a change in the government structure. Verse 16, it says, And the four and twenty elders, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which are and was and are to come because you have taken to you your great power and have reigned. When Jesus Christ came the first time, he came as a savior, as a sacrificial lamb. This time he comes in power to rule. He'll rule and he'll take to him his great power, as we just read, and will reign. Verse 18, and the nations were angry. See, the people don't like this. They really don't want Christ ruling over them. They fight him. And that might seem hard to believe, but uh, people certainly don't follow Christ today. And they won't at that time either, not initially. It says, And your wrath is come, and the time of the dead. Now, that should read time of the nations, and you can study more into that in the correspondence course uh, lesson. But uh, the time of the nations, that they should be judged, and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. So you have the majority of people here that are destroying the earth, but then you have some that do fear God, and they're going to be rewarded. Christ outlined the events that will lead to his return in the Olivet Prophecy. So here in Revelation, we just read about that fulfillment, that uh, return of Jesus Christ, and what it will be like But what about the events surrounding Christ's return, leading up to it? Notice Matthew 24. We'll pick up a few 
passages here within this uh, chapter, a few verses. And this is uh, his Olivet Prophecy. Christ, of course, was a great prophet. Sometimes people don't think of him in that way, but he was the greatest prophet. Matthew 24, verses 30 and 31. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's going to be quite an event. Verse 31, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. We see here Christ's return is announced by the sound of a trumpet. He will return in a time when man has the power to wipe all flesh off this earth and is about to do so, and Jesus Christ has to intervene. We read that if we back up a little bit. Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. This gives you insight into how bad it's going to be. You can think of the history of man, and there have been some bad events, right? You think about the world wars and and all those problems. This will be worse because it's tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, known or ever shall be. And one of the reasons that it'll be so bad is because of the weaponry and how bad the weaponry is today. We have nuclear weapons, of course. But notice verse 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. That means saved alive. You can read that in the Moffat translation. It means that people be dead. Flesh would be dead, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There is a small group of people doing God's work, and God has mercy on them. And for their sake, Christ returns and stops it before man obliterates himself. This time of tribulation that is being talked about there, we just read about that last two and a half years. And it is followed by the day of the Lord, which lasts one year. So three and a half years total. And the book of Revelation contains the prophecy of the seven trumpets, symbolic of the terrifying and cataclysmic world events to occur just before Christ returns. You have the tribulation and then the day of the Lord. And there are some really challenging events that occur, very difficult events to look at. But again, man's learning some lessons through this. That, you know, if we go our own way and we cast off the law of God, well, we reap what we sow. And we see the fruits of mankind's way of life rebelling against God. We see those fruits all around us today. The correspondence course says the symbolic trumpets portray the day of the Lord, the symbolic day of God's wrath, a one-year period when God intervenes in world affairs to punish the world for its evil. It is the time God pleads with all flesh in the physical language humans will understand. Well, sometimes that's suffering, unfortunately. Many people don't understand or don't learn until they face some, you know, difficulties. Notice Revelation 6 and verses 16 and 17. This shows how bad it gets. Verse 16, it says, And they said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, 
and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Who, who's going to be able to stand in those times? Now, the tribulation is the time of Satan's wrath, two and a half years. The day of the Lord is the time of God's wrath. It's one year. And why is God so wrathful? Well, it's simply because of sins. It's because of sins. You can notice Romans 1 and verse 18. Romans 1 and verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So there is, there is a punishment, there is a penalty for sin. And when people repent, God's very merciful and he, he forgives. But do you see a lot of repentance today uh, when, you, when you look at society and the way people are fighting with each other and the anger and the frustration and all of that? Is there a repentance toward God? Are people trying to change? Um, there, it's not happening a lot. And so there has to be a change in attitude Notice uh, Matthew 24, picking up another passage there in the Olivet Prophecy. You see, we are in the time period right now when the sins of mankind are becoming so bad that we are very close to the tribulation. And that tribulation then leads right into the day of the Lord and, and Jesus Christ then returns. You know, that's where we are. And when you look at all the things going on in this world, if it upsets you, well, you know, it should Things are bad, but this is where things are leading. We understand that there's punishment, but then there's great hope if we understand God's holy day plan. Matthew 24 and verse 32 and 33, and uh, we'll go down even further then, but we'll read these two verses first. Matthew 24, 32 and 33. It says, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. You see things starting to get bad, and you see some of what's described here in the Olivet Prophecy. You know we're close to the return of Jesus Christ. Verses 36 through 39, it says, But of that day and hour knows no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So, you know, we don't know the day or the hour of... Christ's return, but uh, again, you, know, you should know when it's getting near at the doors. And then we're given more clues here, verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And what was wrong with that? Well, it's because they were doing those things incorrectly. They were eating and drinking in a sinful way. They were marrying and giving in marriage in a sinful way. They were into all sorts of sinful lifestyles, just like we are in the society today. And they continued on, and it says, until that day that Noah entered into the ark, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. People will continue on for the most part in their ways and not really be aware of things until the tribulation comes and the day of the Lord comes and they're caught up in it. And that's the warning. 
we have to be aware of what's going on. So when you look at what's happening in society and you see the constant escalation of problems, we have to understand where we are in Bible prophecy, how close we are to the return of Christ, and how these things will be dealt with. And we get that understanding by looking into God's holy day plan and understanding the truth about the Feast of Trumpets. If you'd like to learn more about that, please sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. In addition, you can request our free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days of Witch, and make sure you uh, stay with the trumpet as well for updates to news events. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.